podcast episode 50 something can't tell you the number because i don't remember it <laughs> but welcome yeah yeah hi everybody i'm in florida and we had a wind chill factor this morning of 39 degrees and yeah. uh not used to it but there goes my front door ring again because it's blowing very very uh high the uh, wind and uh my plants, my high plants are moving and it's setting off my ringtones. Mm. So if you hear we, that, no, we can't you... hear anything. I didn't, I didn't hear anything. So you're good. Okay. So, but yeah, welcome back. Hi podcast. Hope you're having a good day, evening, night, whatever time you're listening to this, we have some things planned today. So go ahead. Yeah. So I have some conversation starters. Sometimes people don't know how to start a conversation. Okay. Other than you know, people, when they get together, they'll say, you know, uh, so what do you do for a living? And uh, are you going out with anybody? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all, all, all that crap, but, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it gets boring. So here's, when I have a few conversation starters and you can answer it and I'll, I'll answer it, okay? Okay. Who would be your two biggest role models and why oof uh this is a tough this is a i would first off let's categorize this question this is not a question you walk up to someone at a bar and go hey who are the two people that you idolize you know what i mean like this is you got to know someone to ask this question yeah uh, right you know you, you know somebody this is a more advanced question Two people I idolize. Not idolize. They're your role models. Biggest, you know, I, I don't believe in idolizing anybody. No, just, that no, that's fair. The the grammatical correction is fair. Yeah. I yeah. have to be honest, I don't think I have anyone at this moment. I think throughout my life I've had different ones that I've oh, can you still see me? Okay. Yes. My sorry, my monitor just like turned off. Um, I don't, right now, I don't think I have it because I think throughout my life, I've had some that I would, I would, you know, pull from or use from, um, but you have to answer the, you have to answer the question. Well, that, that's the answer is like, I don't have any, like I, I can, I can get, I can throw random names at you, but I don't, I currently don't have anyone that I would say is a role model um maybe i i guess you can consider this a role model this is more of like a goal right like i would love to uh experience paul bettany's life in the aspect in terms of the reason why it would relate to a role model is the way he lives his life right he has a home in vermont he's an actor who's making a lot of money and he's um to my knowledge a very nice guy and not one of the super over the top, always looking for controversy to sell products and so forth. I think he's just seems like a very well-rounded, a good actor in my book and has a good, seems to be having an enjoyable life. So I think I could maybe use that as a role model. But aside from that, I don't have anyone as of right now because I'm in a transitionary period of my life so i'm still reassessing my own values and what i need and want in life so i can't base 
my role models off of something that I don't concrete stand with myself for. Mm. Very disappointed in that one. Paul Bet Bet Bentney is uh, also Johnny Depp's friend. And oh, is he really? And during the trial, he was talking about how they would do cocaine together. Really? Uh, I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, to me, my role, my role model, uh, was always my dad. My dad was always there to uh, be my security blanket, to um, help me when I needed help, give me understanding when I needed understanding, uh, talk with me. And I think he molded me most of the way in being a what I thought would be a good parent and maybe a good grandparent. My mother was also another role model because she put me before anything else, sometimes even before my before my grip my father. I mean I even when I was a young adult, I was still her baby and she took care of me and uh she did everything she could to make me happy, um, including welcoming welcoming in your grandmother to the family. And I think they showed me how to be uh, people with integrity, good middle-class people who came from uh, a poor background and worked their way up and always had time to talk with me you know i i did not want to go the superficial route you know i respect your decision but i didn't want to go to the superficial route and and pick out you know a paul newman or somebody that i used to uh, watch on tv that i used to admire their life admire their lives but uh i think they you know molded me to be in my own best interest. And they corrected uh, my faults. So that's why uh, your selection, you know, you, you picked a movie star. I don't know. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't really have anyone at this time. I picked the movie star because you were looking for an answer. But, uh, you know, I, because right, like I said, right now, I don't, there's not really... <laughs> I don't have like a single person. I think I pick from a lot of people around me and I, I look and appreciate things that I'm given, right? From people who teach me things, but I wouldn't consider anyone specifically at this current time to, I don't consider I have a role model. So a model to role myself after. Excuse me. You know what I mean? I don't have someone to base myself off of because I am reassessing myself. So the the Paul Benny was more just like you know if anything me wanting wanting the the lifestyle he's got not the cocaine part the the actor and the the quiet home in Vermont <laughs> yeah well if I had to go and select a, uh, an actor or somebody as a role model and I'll never forget when by the way 
Charles Barkley, the basketball player, said the trouble with our society is they're looking for us basketball players and entertainers to be role models. The role models should be your parents, your people in your family and teachers. And I I agree with that one. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to say on this on this one? No. Okay. Uh, what is your best memory of childhood? It's a tough one. Forgotten a lot of it, whether by choice or not. Uh... Good answer for that one. I mean, I gotta, I gotta go through my mind palace. Could it be growing tomatoes? Yeah, no, it's probably digging the hole. <laughs> uh, that's still there, probably to this day. Um, you want to think about it? Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Let me. I gotta go through my mind palace. Go ahead. Okay. My my best memory of my childhood was. Uh, when I was up until the age of 12, every Sunday, uh, we lived in Brooklyn in uh, a twin apartment house separated in between by a garden, 1510 and 1520 Carroll Street. My best memory was myself, my mother and father, and a few other families with their kids. We made the biggest trip because there was no uh, Long Island Expressway, I don't think, at the time, uh, or Grand Central Parkway. We took a big trip through the streets to a portion, I think it was Queens, to go to a, a Chinese restaurant. And we all sat and we ate. And it was, I always look forward to that uh Sunday trip with my parents and then uh, if it was just my parents and myself it would be going to uh, uh, Lundy's restaurant in Brooklyn in Sheepshead Bay and uh, it was like a giant restaurant held about 2,000 people and uh, having a seafood platter with my parents and uh it was wonderful. I think I did that till I was about 11 years old, 12 years old. Then we moved to Queens, and we really didn't do that anymore. But I, I enjoyed being with my family and my, and my friends. Um, that was pretty good, you know, without just saying, oh, wow, uh, getting on my bike and just riding forever. But that, that's what I enjoyed the most. What about, have you come up with something or do you want to get back to it? No, I guess I can, I I guess I can boil it down to like one. It's not necessarily, this is more like a two week period, right? It was Christmas to the two weeks of Christmas where we would um, have Christmas at our house and it was very festive, right? Whether it was about the gifts or about the dinner or just about the, the holidays and the movies and stuff, right? Or, or the day, uh, last day of school where we're watching a Christmas movie uh, and then having Christmas and then flying to your house and then having Christmas and New Year's over there as well. So I think that would be a good a good one to pick would be that because I even even, you know, at this age, I love Christmas. I don't care if it's a, like the gifts are great. But if anything, I love the gifts because I like 
giving gifts. Like this year, I had so much fun watching people uh, like my girlfriend and Eleni and my mom and Alex open their gifts because I, I specifically I was taking time over the past couple of months to collect some of these things and get them some good gifts. Um, so yeah, like my excitement when I was a kid was, ah, I want all these presents. It's so fun. And now my excitement is, oh, I want to see everyone get all their presents that I got them. So it's, uh, yeah, that probably Christmas. Okay. Cause good. that one's aged like fine wine for me. Okay. I'm glad that you like that. Uh, where do you want to be in 10 years? God. Uh, <laughs> you can't have that's the, what kind of car. Oh, God. If you would have asked me this five years ago, I would have said, um, I probably would have said acting in films and buying a house if you would have asked me this 15 years ago i uh 17 years ago right 7 15 no no i guess it would just be 10 yeah if you asked me this 10 years ago uh, i would have said an architect now <laughs> Where do I want to be in 10 years? Hopefully, uh, possibly out of the country and thriving, uh, thriving in the sense of having a healthy body or having a way of keeping my body in health. Um, and uh, finding some mental peace. <laughs> It's all very, it's all very, um, I don't know if the right word is ephemeral or ethereal. I don't think that's the right word, but it's, uh, it's all very much not like concrete things because I, I think that that mentality is too volatile at this current time. Like being able to say, oh, I want to like live in a house with my, my girlfriend to be wife and have kids and do this thing. It's like, ah, I can't, I can't even ask that because of the way society is crumbling. So I'd rather ask for these these ephemeral things that are achievable. Okay, this is a very sensitive question for me because uh, I can't uh, I cannot uh, vision where I'm going to be in ten years. Um, I can only say this because I medicines are probably keeping me alive. In 10 years from now, if I still have my mental capabilities and am functioning properly um, physically. We'll do podcast and, episode uh, 600. Yeah. I, and I still remember my name. Then I would like to be an in a peaceful in a peaceful place do you hear do you hear that music no 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 oh, it's, uh, i'd like to be in a peaceful place uh not worrying about anything and 
being still being able to take care of myself. If I don't have capabilities, then I would like to be in the urn with your grandmother. God. Ten years from now. Wonderful. Ten years, ten years from now and have one of uh, my family members take the urn and by our both wishes, take us to the place and dispatch, mix our ashes together and dispatch it and say a prayer. But well, uh, this is a very sensitive place for me because uh, I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years. I certainly don't want to be sitting around drooling. Yeah, that's fair. You know? I get it. That's fair. Yeah, very, you know, I, I didn't make up these questions. I found these questions. Mm. Uh, uh, what is, do you have a personal model, mod, motto, M-O-T-T-O? Motto? Um, yeah. yeah, I think I've got a couple, but one that I've tried to live by and I sort of forget it and then remind myself of it every, you know, few days and so forth, um, is don't believe anything you think about yourself past nine o'clock. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, as someone with who as someone who overthinks heavily as someone who uh, can get stressed out and anxious over thoughts alone uh, and can make scenarios up in my head of possibilities of the outcomes and all this crap. Don't believe anything you think about yourself past 9 PM. Uh, and I've tried to live by that. And again, sometimes I forget it. And then I end up doing anxious bouts of, of uh, at nauseum, uh, thought holes but nonetheless that is a motto i want to strive to be better at working with but yeah that's one of them yeah uh, my motto is be very selective uh, with the individuals that you trust because in my 79 years i've had many people who i thought i could trust bite me in the ass and uh, I think you have to have a, a very good high selection rate as to who you trust and what you trust them with mm. so I would say who do you trust okay and always remember that when you select somebody to trust over the course of the years we change and they change so the channeling of trust both ways can change that's true. Uh, if you could select one day that you could live your life over, what would that be? One day to live your life over. I feel like this is this is similar to the if you could change one thing you regret. Um, but I guess you could also spin it positive. Um no, well, it could be something wonderful that happened. That's that what I was going to say. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it feels like you're either answering this question as if could you, if you could, wait, wait, does it say live it over, meaning you live it the way it happened, or live it over? What, meaning... what one day would you choose to live over in your life? Live over in your life. Okay, so this is like a more positive one. Got it. Yes. I thought it was like live over in the sense of you can change it. Because then I was yeah. like, oh, uh, I don't really re have any regrets for that. Uh, what's one thing I could live over? Um, uh, 
Uh, let's see. There's a, I think there's a couple of them, but I guess I'll, I can just pick the one, which would be probably meeting Catherine again. That's always a fun one. The way, the way that all happened. I think that was a cute day and it was, it came up on me. Like it came up from behind me in the sense of how it happened. Like it wasn't this planned event. So I, I think that's, I think that's the day I'm going with. Yeah. Well, how'd you, what, what special thing happened that day? Oh, it wasn't wasn't special. It was more just like the way it happened. I had been at the time just like I left my ex freshman year and I was a junior at this point. And I had kept to myself for those two years outside of like one interaction somewhere in there. And uh, I was in line for pasta and these two girls, sure. the, I was in, I was at the food court. Like I was at the food yeah. court on campus yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, these two <laughs> girls in front of me are talking. And at one point I hear some, one of them say he's so tall. And I was like, okay, so they're talking about me. And in, you know, I was, I was hoping it'd be a, a, an event where one of them would like me. I, because I I hear it all the time, right? Oh, he's so tall, but like sometimes it it may lead to something. I pretended not to notice, and I hoped to God that it was one of the two friends because the other one was just not my type, um, and that it was a girl. I, sure, <laughs> thanks. Um, and sure enough, the one who one of them turned around and complimented me on my sneakers, and I was like, okay, cool, thanks, and then that was the end of it. Fast forward 45 minutes because I was eating with a friend at a table. We go over to the gym and because this was, I think, the beginning of the semester in September. And they were having some event at the gym uh, in the in the basketball court section. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go with my friend. I've never been to this. Even freshman year, I wasn't. So let's do it. And I go there and I show up and sure enough, Catherine and her friend are there and it was by choice it was by chance she we had spoke about this many times after she did not plan on like following me she didn't even see me leave we just ended up meeting again at the gym and then we there was all like games and events inside the gym and we we it was me my friend and then the two girls and we just sort of hung out and then at the end of the night after like an hour or two I think I gave her like my Instagram or like my something, something to communicate with. And then from that point on, that's, that's how it started. And it was just a cute little, like how it happened. And then what followed was like another, a separate time where apparently I was oblivious. I was eating with a friend and she had tried to walk by me to get me to notice her so that I'd say hi to her and had gotten like seven cups of water because she yeah. kept she kept trying to pass by the fountain machine so that I would see her, and mm -hmm. there she has a picture on her phone of her like holding her head in her hands like this, and she's sitting with about six or seven cups of water, and I, to this day like I never saw her. <laughs> she was like I wanted to say hi so bad. I was like I didn't. I was talking to my friend. I was too. I was focused. On what was going on. I, I didn't even see you. She goes, I know. That's why I tried so many times. So, mm. yeah, I'd say one of those days. 
Yeah, mine is similar with a a more, uh, you know, uh, I would say advanced way, not being at a food court. Uh, I had been at a club with my friends, should rest in peace, my friend Lenny. And then uh, months later, I was at a uh, restaurant and the club called Stratton's that was two blocks from my house. It had wonderful food, and I saw a beautiful lady there. So I, I spotted your grandmother in two places, but I just never went over to speak with her. And then, oh, I would say six months, maybe a year later after the second time I saw her, she was sitting in on a Sunday having a brunch at Stratton's restaurant, restaurant near my home in, in Forest Hills. And I said, I gotta, I gotta go speak with her. And uh, in those days, OTB, I think I told you the story, OTB, I just started uh, becoming a business and the, the uh, restaurant sports section, the bar had the races being run from Aqueduct and I went over to her and I started to talk with her and uh, I was a little shy because she was so gorgeous. And I was trying to, uh, you know, as they say, not get cock blocked by a friend, excuse my language. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, uh, do you like to go to the races? She says, yeah. So we weren't going to go to the races, but the, OTB was running a race and I took a look and there was a horse called Tampa's Dream there mm. running. So uh, I always used to go visit your great grandparents to be. Well, no, no it didn't, that didn't happen yet. I'm sorry. That's where her parents lived. And I said, who do you like in this race? And she looked at the names and she says, Tampa's Dream. And I said, how come? She says, well, my parents moved to Tampa, uh, to Clearwater, near Tampa. I said, wait here, don't go anyplace. A block away, a block and a half away was an OTB. I went and put $20 to win on Tampa's Dream. I came back, we watched the race, and Tampa's Dream won. That's and, funny. yeah, and uh, I didn't cash the ticket then, but I gave it the money. Yeah. And and uh, this is after being a bachelor for seven years. So I was always walking around with a lot of money because you never knew what popped up. Mm. And I, I said to her, uh, can can I uh, buy you and your friend dinner? And she said, yes. And I, I picked up the check and uh, it was really a brunch. And I said, uh, could I have your number? I'd like to take you out. Now, I was a young looking guy, you know, for my age, and she looked older than me. So I, she said, sure. She says, when would you like to go out? I says, how about tonight for dinner? And she, I was waiting for her to say, uh, oh, it's too soon. She says, oh, and she thought, and her friend says, yeah, I'm going to go home anyway. And I went, thank, thank God. Uh <laughs> And I walked your mother to her car and 
I said, can I follow you home, which was kind of sleazy, because she you, told you me. My, she, you mean my grandmother? Your, yeah, your grandmother, because it's kind of sleazy, because she just didn't know, you know, you never show somebody you're not familiar with where you live, you know. She says, this would be good, because my daughter, your mother, was staying with her, her, uh, her parents, her grandparents, for mm -hmm. the weekend. So, and I remember this was the weekend of uh, Columbus Day. And, uh, and the reason why I followed her, instead of saying, I'll pick you up or I'll meet you, I didn't know where the heck she lived. Because it was on the, I just didn't know where she lived. It wasn't far away. It was 10 miles away. Right, right. So I, I, I followed her. And I remember, because I was dressed nice, um, I dropped her off. I waited two hours in the car because I was afraid if I left it, I wouldn't find where she lived again. Yeah. So I, I would like to relive that day because that was that was the start of almost 41 years. Uh, well, more than 41 years with the marriage of uh, a wonderful relationship. And um, I tell that story because uh, it was funny. I was that day. I was with my friend. She was with her friend and I was driving, supposed to be driving my friend to the airport to uh he was going to florida i was going to quit my job and go into business with him in florida and i made that big decision once i met your mother after oh a couple of months going out with her that i wasn't going to quit my job and uh i was going to stay and uh it's probably the best decision i made in my life yeah i remember so I that like story that. though that's a good one yeah, I like I like that day uh, if I can live it over again, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh what advice would give would you give to your 18-year-old self? Oh god. He he got time? <laughs> I got plenty of time. Oh my god. Um Jesus Christ, what advice would I give my 18-year-old self? Uh Start meditating, do yoga or some form of exercise. Um, find a therapist. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, if you uh, prepare for COVID. Um, uh, start social media earlier. Um, invest in Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, it's uh, not the Bitcoin one. Everything else, yeah. Uh, um, trying to think. Uh, um, Yeah, I, like that's about. I, I could probably come up with like another twenty, but like I'm, I'm I'll pause it right there. Oh, okay. Boy, that's a lot to change, huh? No, no, I'm not changing. I'm advising. advising. I at I at eighteen may not take any of that advice, but I'm not changing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
the advice I would give myself is twofold. Number one, not to get serious with one woman, first a, a girl and then a woman, which would lead to, lead to a uh, getting married young. That would be my first wife. And I want to say not to marry my first wife, but then I wouldn't have my son, David, who I love very much. Um, uh, I would say, and I also was too much of a social animal in college when I entered college. And I have to study very hard to obtain good grades. It didn't come naturally. And I was pre-med and uh, caused me to drop out of school. Although I did go back, change majors and get a couple of master's degrees uh, or rather a master's degree in business and, a, and an equivalent. But all I got to say is that uh, 18 is a very sensitive age, and uh, we should listen to advice from our elders at that age. But then again, that's where we make mistakes and we learn from our mistakes so we don't repeat them, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any good do you have any good conversation starters that you would like to bring up? Oh no. Not not conversation starters. Um No. No, not that I know of. Hold on. Actually, you know what? Right this is perfect. We're gonna take a quick pause. I gotta change the film on the camera. <laughs> so we'll be okay. right back. Hold on. And we're back. Hi. Cool. Wonderful. Yeah, I got another one for you. Other than somebody getting very sick or dying, what is the worst day that you could remember in your life? There's a few of those. Uh, Whatever you want to talk about. Worst day of my life. Uh, I think this one's, uh, I think these are perspective based because, uh, when I broke up with my ex freshman year, that was one of the worst days of my life because at the time I was very much embedded in being a people pleaser and having Stockholm syndrome with someone who was actively abusing me. Uh, she wasn't physically there was a lot of verbal and psychological abuse going on within the relationship. And so when we broke it off, I was deeply, deeply upset because I didn't detaching from that was so hard. Um, so that was really, that was probably one of the worst days. Another one was when uh, Catherine and I broke up, we ended up getting back together, but that was still the breakup was probably one of the worst. Um, uh, Probably not the day of, but maybe like the day after uh, when I tore my ACL. Uh, though I consider it to be a benefit now. Again, perspective, like at the time, it definitely felt like one of the worst. Um, uh, there's probably a couple of other ones sprinkled in there that I can't talk about that we know who's involved. 
but I am not going to bring up. <laughs> okay. So I would say some of those, those, some of those have been incorporated in my uh, worst days of my life and one in middle school. Okay. So I've had, I, I've been quite the dr dramatic collector. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, mine is, you know, some people would say, you're kidding me, but no, this is a true, a truism. My dad was not just my father. He was like a best friend, mm -hmm. best, a best friend with limitations. Limitations would be, we would talk about anything, but some things not. Okay. I don't re remember talking about sex with my father. Okay. But we used to go every Saturday or Sunday to the racetrack and we had a table in a fancy restaurant and uh, he had, even though I had, I wasn't married to, to your grandmother at the time, I was still a bachelor in between, you know, my first marriage. And uh, he used to give me money because he had money. I had money, but he used to give me money and he used to take me out on that weekend. He just loved my company and he didn't have to get up and make his bets and he just enjoyed he, he, he at this time he was a widower too so he was a widower and he just enjoyed being with his son well we had a bar a bar mitzvah to go to at uh i think it was like seven seven o'clock at night and it was way out in the island and we were at the track and I always would leave the track playing the num number 628 in boxing 628 for $2. I mean, that was my smallest bet of the day. I mean, I bet. But I didn't want to wait online. I was lazy. And we get to the uh, bat mitzvah on time. And we could have gotten there a little later. I could have placed my bet. And... Next day, I, I look in the newspaper, and the triple came in that I wanted to play. And between the box and playing it straight, it paid $32,000. Oh, God. So it's something I remember to this day. Yeah. Because, because this had to be, I wasn't married to your grandmother then, so it had to be about, 1975 and $32,000 was worth a lot more than $32,000 then. Yeah. So that was uh, in my dreams for a long time. Yeah. It's, it, it still, uh, still bothers me. It's not like the people who go to Vegas and they play the slot machine and uh, they miss something by, you know, uh, no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I've I've heard stories of similar to that where like I think it was an older woman or it might have been an older man who every uh Mega Millions or Powerball, whichever one it was, he they would pick these the same numbers, exact same numbers every single time. Not a single number changed. And the one the one day that they decided not to get the ticket, it won. All all mm -hmm. of it. It would have been the the max. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, I remember I remember my father looking at me the next day and saying, So we would have been a couple of minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was something that lingers and even today I th I think about it, you know. Yeah. I, I really uh think about it. Um question. Yeah. If you could experience one thing in the future, what would you like to experience? Something good. Oh God. What a loaded question. Um something and and, and not and not bringing back anybody who you loved and nobody was sick, something good, even that, even though now it might be good, you know. Experience something in the future. Uh, Jesus. Probably something in the future. God, I mean, we could, you could come up with anything within yeah. reason yeah that's a good conversation point uh i only have one more question after this something in the future i'm gonna be honest i uh, instinctually i was gonna go ah oh, space travel and then i went no that's probably boring as hell <laughs> Um, he like traveling light years at a time and shit's just vast and slow. So maybe like planetary travel, like going to different planets. If I was going to pick space, um, maybe uh, maybe experiencing other dimensional beings. That'd be pretty good. Um, or getting like superpowers. Maybe we we develop like a a pill that unlocks your chakral eyeball and gives you various powers. Uh, and everyone has a different one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, Probably pick some of those. Maybe explore the bottom of the ocean. That'd be also a good one. Yeah, I would. Without I, I, without having to get into like a small tin can, like like comfortably. Yeah, I I like history. Um, so I would like to do uh, time travel, but not random. I would like to be able to focus on what I want to see, um, certain events, what I, I would like to see um, without changing the future if I go back in time. It's almost like the holodeck at Star Trek, where you like, in the sense of being able to time travel and not necessarily affect anything, it sort of just sits. You get to walk in the space as a ghost. Yeah. And I would also like to travel into the future to see where humanity is headed. Now, I believe that we're not headed in the, in the proper direction. And I believe that uh, 
humanity is going to become a slave to AI. So Oh, I would like I don't to, think that. so I would like to, I would like to see if, uh, what, what's going to be going on. Will there be aliens here? Uh, you know, I want to see what the future brings. And if, uh, we destroyed our own, our own country and maybe our own planet, but more importantly, I think I would like to go back to see certain events, you know, uh, historic fights, uh, uh, entertainers that passed away before I was alive, like the great Caruso, an opera singer, uh, that surprises you, huh? Um, uh, maybe be at the, uh, Olympics when Jesse Owens won all those medals and uh, you know maybe go back in time uh, to uh, do some damage to I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but, uh, you know but uh, I would like to be a time traveler where I could pinpoint what I'm going to do not like Quantum Leap the movie you know the show Where No, they but go but back and yeah. put a walk, get into a time machine, type in the date, you know, pull a pull a back to the future, you know, Yeah. get in your DeLorean, type in the day and time and skirt away. Yeah, that's That what makes I sense. that, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. That's fair. So uh you have anything else you'd like to talk about? You, what about the last one? Uh I forgot what the last one is already. Um You know, I didn't write it down. All right. Well, then I can uh, I'll give you something because I've been thinking you you brought this into my mind earlier when you asked one of the questions. You brought up modern medicine. Uh, just a little fun fact for those. I, I did a video on this. This is why I know it. Um, scientists are at the I it's called the Pritzker University. Uh, it's a molecular engineering department of a college. I don't remember if it's in Chicago or if that's another school that I'm thinking of because I've done a bunch of uh, scientific innovation fact videos in the past two weeks. Um, but it's the Pritzker, I believe. That's the name. And it's molecular engineering. They are developing an inverse vaccine. And it will help people with autoimmune disorders. Uh, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, author, um, what I have, and various other things. Um, but and so they're what it is is basically using this vaccine to train your body to not attack itself. So, f just for reference, for those who don't know what an autoimmune disorder is, it's when your immune system recognizes something in your body as an enemy when most people it's supposed to be a normal cell or a normal molecule but for whatever reason your body has a malfunction and decides that that's an enemy and starts attacking it within your body and you end up with ramifications that then cause issues for me it's lesions all over my body that then deteriorate my ligaments and cause me to live a dreadful life in the later years of 70s and 80s But I take a medication to stop that, and that's why I'm clear of the skin. But I, my medication lowers my immunity. There's other people with multiple sclerosis and diabetes and a couple other things that 
their body attacks themselves and it, it creates ramifications that make their lives difficult. This vac vaccine attempts uh, or is in works to couple a good molecule with a bad one. And I say bad, meaning the ones that are recognized as bad, not like an objectively bad molecule. They put them together and then pass it through your liver because your liver is where it gets trained and, and learns of the cells through your body or the molecules through your body. And so by coupling it with a good one, your liver will go, oh, oh, he's a friend. Cool, great, wonderful. And your body will be trained to recognize that that is no longer a problem and you won't need to be on a consistent basis of medication. Like for example, for me, I have to consistently be on medication to lower my immunity. This vaccine, this inverse vaccine would attempt to stop having to be on a consistent medication. Yeah, I read that too. Um, I read that online and I was very uh, perplexed by it because the liver is like an air conditioned filter. It supposedly filters out all the uh, bad, you know, a lot of the bad things in your body. Right. And I used to love when I was a kid to uh, eat. Uh, calves liver or beef liver with onions and home fried potatoes it was delicious stopped eating it when i found out that it's a filter and i'm surprised uh that they're using this organ to uh rectify bad situations so it's, it's well, interesting how, how they proceed with it yeah, uh, it's currently not in clinical trials. It's still, it, it's apparently like, I don't know how to explain it. It's been proven on paper and I believe they've done some small tests or they're in the the beginning stages of these tests. And so they've been able to replicate it or prove it somehow. And that's why it's it's not just a theory, right? Like that's that's the point I'm getting at. It's not just like, oh, we came up with this idea. It there There is some evidence. It just hasn't gone through the clinical trials to cement it in human work yet. Um, yeah, this might this might be the same lab. Um, it may not be. The doctor who was in charge had a, a foreign name uh, that they were able to uh, take uh, lung lung tumors, cancerous lung tumors, and. Uh, you know, get rid of the cancer hmm. through changing the cells. Yeah, we're um, we're we're entering that point post COVID with mRNA stuff. We're getting into cell cell editing because that's another one I did recently. Was uh, another another place um, found found a way to po possibly it's in it hasn't been tested on humans yet. Uh, but it's been tested on rats and worked uh, a vaccine that would cure rabies even after it gets to your brain. Because right now we mm -hmm. have right now we have vaccines for rabies, but you have to take it before the rabies gets to your central nervous system. So your spine and your brain, because mm -hmm. most vaccines don't work past the blood brain barrier. Yeah. 
uh, this this vaccine claims as it's been tested proves that it's been tested on rats, but claims that it drastically alters the immune cells that can go into your brain. So so there's certain special immune cells that that are allowed into the blood brain barrier into your brain. Um, and most vaccines don't don't have that that access code, right? But there's certain immune cells in your body that are allowed to go through there. This vaccine would drastically change those immune cells to teach them to go after the rabies that's now in your central nervous system. Yeah. I, so it's scary. I, it's scary as all hell when you hear, yeah, this vaccine drastically alters cells that go to your brain. But at the same time, I think that's quite miraculous and could lead to very, very positive outcomes if in the right hands. Yeah. I, when, you know, you know, I, I have prostate cancer and I take probably a uh, hundred thousand plus dollars worth of medication every year. Yeah. And luckily uh, I get the, the uh, manufacturer picks it up. Uh, but this is after many years where people didn't have this medication, but it's not a cure. And I, know that they're stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, when they do the research. But to me, um, we have the FDA, and I think they're much too strict as to giving approval. Uh, and it takes many, many years to give approval. And the, the I know we want to be safe, but uh, the people who need medications like myself, who can't afford to spend a hundred thousand plus a year, um, we wait and we wait. And I'm glad that they're doing this kind of, uh, you know, uh, work on cells. But I also believe, you know, muscular dystrophy, cancer. Uh, years and years. I remember for for sixty years watching uh, telethons for muscular dystrophy. Jerry Lewis do, running telethons, and then cancer. No cure for can for cancer. There's different kinds of cancers, but so I'm glad that they're doing something. But I don't take much, uh, you know, worth in them finding cures because I think they could have found it years ago. They just don't want to. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, we can we can also get into the the conspiracy of big pharma, but uh, we don't need to we don't need to open that can of worms yeah. right now. Um, I'll give one la I'll give two last things. Um, info dumping at the end here. Two last yeah. things. One, uh, crap. Oh, two of them. Uh, one, we may have a zombie apocalypse on our hands in the near future because uh, chronic wasting disease has been found in Yellowstone National Park. Chronic wasting disease is a disease that affects certain animals and it basically turns them into zombies. That's like the best, that's the short term of it. It 
removes the personality out of these animals and decays them a bit. And um, it's just like a weird phenomenon that occurs with the animal. The animal eventually dies, but it it like spends a certain length of time alive, but not acting the way it normally would and has a very dead look on its eyes and the way it reacts is very strange. Um, something, the fact, like when you go to, something like when you go to a singles bar after two o'clock and there's right. somebody there, right? You know. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. When you turn the lights on at the bar, when the bar closes. Um, the the thing that's scary about this is it's been around, right? This isn't new, but it's yeah. the fact that it's being on the forefront and the fact that it's in Yellowstone is very important because it can, it stays wherever it is. Like, you know, bacteria can stay on a surface until you clean it. This mm -hmm. stays for years, years. Mm. It'll stay in the dirt. It'll stay on the plants. It'll stay on the trees for years. And it is resistant to... Um, cleaning products, formaldehyde, fire up to, I think it was like 500 degrees. Um, wow. it, it's resistant to like five or six major things that we normally use to get rid of crap. Formaldehyde was one of them, a lot of cleaning products, um, fire, and then one or two other ones that I'm forgetting. But Wait for the movie. I, oh yeah, <laughs> we don't need a movie. We've had plenty of them. So that's, that's the first one. Um, and then the second one, I will leave you on a positive note, which is we have not discovered, but have replicated nuclear fusion. Fusion, am I wrong or is it fission? No, fission's the one we do right now. Uh, you, better, you better know which one because one's yeah, yeah, going yeah. on, on, to make a bomb. Well, they well they both technically can make bombs because uh, hydrogen bombs are fusion. Yeah, nuclear fusion. Nuclear uh, nuclear fusion was replicated again last year three times, um, and it was first replicated in December of 2022. Scientists at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory achieved fusion with 192 lasers, putting in 2.5 megajoules and getting out 3.15 megajoules. So the reason why this is very good is nuclear fusion is clean energy. It, 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 that's, it is it's hard it. facts, clean energy, because it's the, it is the first time we are able to put something in and get more out. We are, we are getting out. So that was what, what that said, 2.05 megajoules of energy was put in to produce the lasers and cause the reaction, but out of it, we were able to harness 3.15 megajoules. Okay. Um, nuclear fission is what we do right now. It's sort of the, the yin and yang to this situation. Fission is uh, what we have right now at nuclear power plants where we use those rods and the rods become radioactive. Um, nuclear, so nuclear fission is the splitting of atoms and when they split they produce energy and they also call it become radioactive which is why we have those radioactive materials mm -hmm. fusion is when we take two light nuclei and come together and they create massive amounts of energy for reference this is what the sun does so we are literally creating a pocket sun uh, which okay. is cool but also pocket sun on an earth 
kind of scary but you know yeah. that's that's what it i forget the def the term but it's like a type type two society or something it's a scientific term for discussing society as as a on a global scale technologically if we can accurately and um consistently use nuclear fusion for energy um we will be bumped up to whatever like a type two society or something like that and then a type yeah, one is like intergalactic yeah or we could become a black hole uh, yeah but i mean at that point it no longer becomes our problem <laughs> yeah i want to get back to your previous statement i always believe you know with star trek i i've said this in previous podcasts star trek and other movies they get ideas from things the producers and directors from things they research that the public doesn't know. Mm -hmm. uh, there was two years ago or three years ago, a series on TV called, called Zoo, where okay. the, animal, the animals uh, got infected with the disease and they ran all over the world, ran rapid against humans. Yeah, well, and that, and so the reason I made the whole zombie thing, which I forgot to mention now that you said it, the reason why it's important I brought that up is because they're worried about species jumping. They're worried that the wasting disease will jump to humans. So, yeah, uh, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Especially, especially since you have people who illegally hunt animals. And they eat and venison. Yeah, and they can, uh, you know, you know, get into this. You know, I... I was, I'm trying to limit my uh, meat intake, but there's, I don't want to mention the company because I could get sued. So anyway, yeah, we got to be very, very careful what we do in the future. That's why my time travel uh, thing, I'd like to see uh, where we're going to be. Um, if something bad going to happen and I can prevent it from happening in the present time, if something bad going to happen in the future, I would like to do it. So anyway, I'm finished. I've yeah. had it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that was good. I, I apologize to those who were who just received an unexpected info dump from me. I was going to say one thing, and then I word vomited a bunch of others. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, we'll be back with another episode in, in two weeks. Yeah, and so, uh, hopefully, hopefully it warms up. And everybody, yeah. uh, I just wanted to uh, mention... There was an article on uh, the internet that there are now 1,500 cases of COVID a day. Yeah, we, we've that... hit our peak with COVID cases. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're worse than what we were during the pandemic. And influenza. So yeah, influenza, COVID, healthy. and RSV. Yeah. So everybody stay well, um, live your life, and just be happy. Better, better than I could have come up with. Hell yeah. Love Peace you. out.